Welcome, friends. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and this is the Awesome Inside Out Podcast. Now, I'm not sure how you ended up here today, but I want to welcome you with open arms. Because while our past may be different, I'm going to take a wild guess that we share one common desire to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life in a body that we love. A life free of diets, free from guilt, and free from shame. In each episode, we're going to dive deep into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there, welcome back to another solo episode on the Awesome Inside Out podcast. Today, I wanna tackle one of the most common questions, if not the most common question that I get asked on my coaching practice, which is, what should I eat? And more specifically, I'm ready to give up dieting, but how do I figure out what to eat and when? Other variations of this question include, who can I trust to tell me what's healthy? What is it going to take to actually feel great in my body? What can I eat today that I can actually enjoy and won't make me feel guilty? And Sarah, what are you eating all day? So if you're asking these questions, that's amazing and a great sign because it means you're ready to shift into a new, more awareness, consciousness-based approach in your relationship to food and your body and your health. And if you're here, I trust that you two are hoping to gain some answers as what to eat for your highest well-being. So at the cornerstone of my practice, I find that it becomes really easy and a seamless process to really determine what nutrition protocol, plan, or eating habit works best for you when we do four specific things. And I'm going to outline these specific things for you now. So the first one is discovering and really tapping into how to listen to the innate wisdom of your own body. That's number one. So this is a process, of course, and it's something that we're going to talk a lot about on this podcast. But number one is how to really listen, again, to that innate wisdom. Number two is understanding, first and foremost, that initial changes and figuring out what is best for you can initially create discomfort and learning to identify when to change, when to adapt, and when to keep going on a protocol that might actually be really good for you in the long run once you move through that initial discomfort, whether that's emotional, mental, or physical. Number three, developing a mindset that is rooted in self-love. So developing this mindset, this belief system, this innate truth of self-love, self-worth, and the desire to have this healthy body driven by our own why and purpose. So that's number three. And four, is choosing to work with people and co-create your healthy life with you. Meaning that they have the patience and the ability to listen to you and help you create a powerful plan for you that serves your highest well-being. A lot of people come to me and they want me to just give them a protocol. And I always, always, always tell all of my new clients that we are co-creating a protocol, nutrition plan, a healthy lifestyle together because I want all of my clients to feel empowered that they are part of the process. So that's number four. So all of these mindset shifts are really, really different and you're probably sitting there thinking they're different than any you know, traditional diet. It's not a copy and paste approach. It's definitely gonna require a little bit of patience and some more work, but it's something that as we begin to create these shifts, 
it really empowers us again to connect with ourselves and be able to discern what is best for us. And I absolutely love different protocols. I love different nutrition plans. And although there are some really amazing healing, holistic nutrition protocols available, some of them were created by my dearest friends and health experts, I really think it's important that we address these four things as well. And what I have found are very impactful steps and powerful steps in discovering your unique nutritional needs. So this is something that's important because people often start, and I see most of us start with the protocol, the set diet, the one size fits all plan. And then we get frustrated, right? Because we haven't worked on our mindset. We haven't worked on our mindset first or in tandem with the diet. And this often leads to sabotaging our well being, especially when we start to feel better. Or often what I see is that we're not able to pivot or to trust in ourselves to move onward from a protocol that isn't working for us or to really adopt a new plan entirely because we're stuck on putting so much trust into the plan, the testimonials, the results that are promised. And again, that creates this disconnect from us. So at this point, it might sound you know, a lot harder than just ordering all the things on a grocery list that someone gives you or getting a book and just following exactly as is. And I know that this potentially could sound terrifying and it's often terrifying to have to learn how to trust our own bodies and how to learn how to listen and how to become empowered and take radical responsibility for how we feel. But again, this means that you're the responsible one. This means that you get to really tap into your own power and you get to get your power back. And from experience, taking on this responsibility also builds our confidence and it allows us to experience a new kind of momentum with every single step because again, it's giving you the power to make that choice. So if you're here, it's probably because Again, you have yet to tap that confidence and that's something I want to support you with. And it's because you're probably ready to upgrade your health to the next level because you know it's possible. But to do that, again, and this is something I talk about over and over again, it means that we fundamentally have to change who we are as a human if we're gonna let go of the media, cultural conditioning, the quick fixes, the diet fads, the trendy is trustworthy, the things that we've been stuck in for so long. And for me, having to really make this conscious relationship with my body and make this choice of creating a new level of awareness happened throughout a powerful shift. It was about a decade ago when I quit my modeling career. I basically packed up everything. I left on a hiatus to Australia. And just a short time earlier, which I shared in episode one, I had almost lost my life to an eating disorder. And I felt like I needed this reset and to get away from my old lifestyle. And I also felt like I needed to get away from like the people and the environment that played a role in this toxic mindset that I had developed around my body. So when I got to Australia, I quickly realized how lost I had been in New York and how lost I was still and how much I still felt not enough and completely, utterly this like lost mess on the other side of the world. And I had no idea at that point, like what to eat. And most importantly, I had no idea how to listen to my body. And although I had made this commitment to give up dieting, I had to find a new normal and I didn't know what that looked like. So I was venturing into this completely new territory and not just because I was in you know, this other country, but because I had never approached my body or food in a way that wasn't about calorie counting over exercising or trying different hacks to lose weight or trying different things to look a certain way. At that point, I think it had been since my teens that I had approached food from a place of nourishment and self-love. 
So for the first few months, I completely reverted to the other side of the spectrum. I did not shift into a space of nourishment and self-love. This translated into eating a lot of fast food, drinking alcohol, partying a lot. And I was conscious that I wanted to get better, but my internal world was screaming, like, I'm not in the modeling industry anymore. I can do whatever I want with my body. I had created yet another story. And because I didn't do the internal work, this translated into just a different variation of an unhealthy relationship with food. And the story that I was holding subconsciously was I love myself because I no longer am depriving myself. But all the behaviors that I had addressed before contributed to unhealthy weight gain, more unhappiness at my core. I was lacking the self-love and self-worth and self-esteem that I thought I was going to get from flying across the world. So if this is resonating, I think it's important for all of us to identify that the stories that we operate from in relationship to food in our bodies and the stories that we continue to play out are really important and important for us to address. And only through shifting these stories can we, again, learn to tap our own intuition and then operate from a place of choosing healthy foods, movement, mindful practices, and making sure that we're embodying true well-being because it's in alignment with who we are. So maybe you can relate to this similar story. Maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe you're on a really rigid diet. Maybe you're saying fuck it to diets, or maybe you're somewhere in between. And even if you're in the in-between, I have a belief that we always, always, always can do more internal work to create a healthier, happier relationship with food and our bodies. So wherever you are, I've come to understand that through mindfulness work, that any story or any version of these stories keeps us disconnected from ourselves and our inability to listen to our own body cues. And our stories hold us back from having the relationship with the body that we really want. And it took me many, many years to realize this. I didn't realize this overnight in Australia. I had some awakening moments, but it definitely took me a long time to really continue to break down these stories. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this content with you now. Because once you identify your story and you upgrade it to a different belief system, you become the expert of your body and you get to develop a mindset rooted in self-love and self-worth and embody this desire for a healthy body. And you get to choose to work with people and try out programs that are co-created and serve your highest well-being. And then what's so cool is your relationship with what you should be eating begins to change. Because the media, the cultural conditioning, all of the things that you've witnessed throughout your life has disrupted that communication between your mind and your body. And it's prevented us and prevented you from listening to your body cues. And it's taught you that it's easier to keep the restriction, dieting, and binge cycle alive than to look within. I mean, that was my story for a long time, and I feel like that's most of our stories. And then what often happens is we become so frustrated with the rigidity of the diets that we end up in these cycles where we completely disregard our health altogether because we just don't know how to get out. But the good news is, is that there is a way out. And I believe that mindfulness and meditation and connecting within is the way out. Because for example, knowing when your body's hungry versus when you're in need of relaxation or human connection, knowing when you're full, knowing when your body is accepting food versus rejecting a certain food, all of these things I've discovered is part of our body's natural intelligence. And it's something that, again, I truly, truly believe that we all inherently have inside of us. It just takes a little bit of time to really recognize and create that relationship. 
And it just takes a little bit of time to undo the programming that we have around food so that we can get back to listening to that voice that's already within us. And again, as I mentioned before, that's what mindfulness does. It helps us shed the stories and the conditioning that we have around food so that knowing what to eat is completely natural and an intuitive process. And creating a healthy lifestyle is an intuitive process. Your body is unique and you will thrive when you start to tap into that deeply inherent place within yourself that knows what's best. And so just this month, for example, I received several different pieces of advice on what and how to eat for healthy fertility by three different medical professionals, all of them that I respect. And so it's really wild that, again, there's so many different opinions and different health and wellness experts teaching different things that work for certain people. And I think it's important, again, that we continue to come back to the idea that what works for someone doesn't work for someone else. And it's really important that we really learn to tap this inner knowing. And in the past, the past version of myself would have gotten really frustrated trying to navigate these different opinions. And you've probably felt that way too. And that is where listening and quieting the mind and starting to tune into the body really helps shift this frustration into empowerment. And for most women, just the anxiety over what to eat for lunch or what to cook for dinner is a daily struggle. But I've learned that the anxiety dissipates when we actually trust ourselves and it goes away when we honor what we need versus being in like a constant story that we are doing something wrong. So I want to share a really great example of what listening to the body looks like. I recently worked with a new client and it was clear from the very first conversation that she had read dozens of books, attended dozens of seminars, and was really well-versed in nutrition. In fact, many of my clients are really experts like her. They already have an extensive knowledge when it comes to health, and they still question what to eat, and that question really haunts them. So I asked my client to put the research aside for a moment, and for the remainder of our call, I told her to close your eyes and put your hand on your heart and connect with your truth. And I gave her a list of dozens of foods. We went down a list and I told her to tell me in the moment the first thought that came up and what intuitively she felt and how these foods impacted her emotionally, mentally, and physically. And after moving down the list, she was surprised to find out how much she already knew about what to eat and the fact that she had so many options. From then on, I suggested that she close her eyes, connect with herself about what foods would uplift her and help her feel more alive. And then after she developed this inner awareness, the strength to really be able to listen to herself and know what was good for her, then to continue with the research, the experimentation, trying out new superfoods and so forth. But it was just in that confusion of all of these different things that she was reaching for the sugars, the packaged food, the gluten, the bread, the things that weren't really making her feel well because she felt paralyzed. And she felt paralyzed by all the different protocols and all the different information and all the different stories of what was good for her. And so she was sabotaging her inner knowing because she had too many options and she wasn't trusting herself. And I think that when we get back to this simple truth that our body already knows, then eating healthy can become really quite simple. So I'm curious if I were to ask you to go down the same list of foods, just like I did with my clients, and really connect to your heart, connect to your intuition, connect to your truth about what foods make you feel energized and alive and light and really bring you up, and then what foods and food groups really do the opposite and make you feel heavy and bloated and lack energy and bring you down if you would be able to connect to that truth. And my guess is that is true for you and you would be able to, and you would know 
at least have an idea of what foods are really energizing and uplifting and what food groups don't serve your highest well-being. And, you know, as we continue to have this discussion, I encourage you and moving forward into the week to really, really connect to that and potentially do this exercise because I think it's really profound to just see how much you already know within you. And beyond this, the bigger question, the question we are really set to address later in this podcast and in future casts is not so much about the fact that you have the intuition and the ability to tap into your highest truth, but it's why you aren't doing that now and why you're not listening and able to hear that voice that exists within you. So there's another story that I think really shows us happens when we really start to listen to our body, when we start to tap that place of intuition, and when we really connect to how we feel versus trying the quick fix or trying to lose the weight or focusing on just the physical. So I had a client, her name was Jenny. She came to me drowning in corporate chaos. She was really buried in the day-to-day details of her job. The stress of her lifestyle was really impacting her health. And she was experiencing the typical things that happen when you start to really stress yourself out, the weight gain, the hormonal imbalances, and becoming more and more anxious about how she was going to take care of herself every day. When we got on our first call together, she was convinced that she really only had two options. The first was to go on a diet, and the second was to quit her job, and that would prevent her from you know, the weight gain, prevent her from getting sick and burnout in the future. And like many people I coach, she was a mom, she had a family, she had a mortgage, so leaving her job really wasn't an option at that time. And together we identified the emotional triggers and the beliefs that were driving this unhealthy dieting behavior and driving her desire to go on another diet and the belief that she thought that this was the absolute only way. And so Jenny discovered that she had this belief and this story that was operating 24-7 in the back of her mind that in order to be successful, she had to sacrifice her health. And at the same time, she believed that to be successful, she needed to look a certain way, which kept her in this state of reaching for more diets that promised an easy and quick fix to weight loss. And this was at the cost of her feeling even more fatigued and feeling irritable and feeling upset and feeling deprived. So I suggested that she try to really start to shift a few mindsets and to see if she felt the same way in 30 days. And I advised that if she still wanted to switch jobs after that, she could figure out a more empowered plan of action. So we worked on shifting her mindset daily to focus on balance and what she wanted to create. And the more we kept using mindfulness practices, the easier it was for her to change her unhealthy patterns, such as skipping meals to get work done, which in the past, inevitably, like most of us, it leads to unhealthy dinners and late night binging. She was able to stop sacrificing her sleep. She was able to get to the gym. And she realized that even the lack of movement and mindfulness breaks throughout the day only fueled more exhaustion and midweek burnout. And as she continued to tap within, she became aware of this old story that she was operating from. And she was able to really change and implement really small changes throughout her day and no longer sabotage her health. And over several months, she went past the 30 days and then over several months without resorting to dieting, she was able to reverse the impact that the stress was having on her body. While this is the most important piece, she began listening to her body cues. And she was able to really lose a significant amount of weight, which increased her energy, her vitality, while empowering her that she could work and be successful and also have a really empowered, healthy life. And so as we continued to work together, she stepped into this place while also making a very clear decision that she wasn't in the right career that supported her long-term vision of what she truly wanted 
down the road. And she wanted a career where she could honor this lifestyle full time and support her body and still create the same financial experience that she was before. And by the end of our time together, she was pursuing her dream of starting her own business and doing some other things. So the point of me sharing this and what's really, really important is that what most of us don't realize is that our thoughts, particularly the stories we hold onto, are what triggers our behaviors and our habits around food. And she thought someone else could give her the answers through a diet, but she discovered that the only way that she knew what her body truly needed or what was going to make her feel best was by identifying how she wasn't feeling good throughout the day and then making these subtle changes to her own lifestyle. And what's more, by gaining her energy and her health, it really impacted every area of her life. So again, she could have tried a diet, but that wouldn't have helped her bridge the connection between her mind and her body and how her thought patterns and how these stories were really sacrificing and sabotaging her health. And a lot of us think that we have to quit the job, that we have to do these like crazy wild things. And sometimes that is important, but Oftentimes what I have found and what Jenny had found was like, if you jump to the next job or the next experience, your mind goes with you to that new job. And most of the time, that's the trap we fall into because until we get to the root of the issue and empower ourselves to look at our health differently, we continue to create the same problem in the next career, in the next relationship. It doesn't make a difference until we really look at what's happening within. So it's about really looking entirely different at a different vision of our life And then being able to live from that empowered mindset, one where we could be healthy, have the relationship of our dreams and be financially successful while having like the community and the friends and all of the things and none of those things have to sabotage our health. And although this might sound simple and logical to your mind right now, or you might be listening to this and be like, yes, of course that makes sense. I found that very, very few educational resources teach us how to look inside and to listen what our unique body needs to thrive. And so although it might make sense on a logical perspective, actually integrating it is something that just takes a little bit of patience and time. And this is why until we learn to listen to our body cues, it's really hard to adjust to what our body needs to be in alignment. And it's hard to pivot and make new choices in the moment that's best for us because we haven't been taught how to do this. And I just want to make sure that, you know, if you're listening and feeling that way, it's okay. It's okay to not to logically think, okay, this sounds easy, but then when you go to do it, it feels challenging. If you're here listening right now and you know that diets don't work, but you have absolutely no clue what to do instead, listen up, my friend. If you are ready to feel good in your body without obsessing about food on your plate or a number on a scale, then I've got a gift for you. For a limited time, you can access my three-day Fire Diet mini course training for free. And this training is all about shifts over shame, learning to shift your mindset and reprogram subconscious patterning that is interfering with your health and happiness. If it sounds too simple, that's because it is simple. We've all been overcomplicating our relationship with food and our bodies because let's face it, diet companies and quick fix weight loss brands would never want you to believe that this is true. So I want you to discover it for yourself. I want you to discover the truth that it can be simple, easy, and fun, and most importantly, sustainable. Head over to sarahannstewart.com slash training to get access for free now. sarahannstewart.com slash training to get access to this program, and I'll see you on the inside. 
Next, I want to address that, you know, another reason why, like Jenny and like so many of us, get challenges because staying on a really rigid routine doesn't allow us to adjust to the stress changes, the schedule changes, the hormone changes, seasonal changes, aging, pregnancy, travel, and so forth. And so it's really important, again, to just understand that as your life shifts, having the internal awareness, the empowerment, being connected to yourself will allow you to shift in those states. And on the flip side, I also find sometimes that we often sabotage that once things really start to feel good and we feel empowered in our body and we feel like we have the things really together and we're listening to our body cues, we think that someone else outside of us has the answer. We think like the grass is greener on the other side. And so we look to other protocols, even though things are good in our life and things are going well and flowing and we're doing what works for our health. And so I just want to address those two sides of it. It's like oftentimes we stay so rigid and then other times things are working and we jump to another thing because of the grass is greener concept. So we'll often hop around to that next protocol without even thinking if what we're doing is working for us. So again, very, very new concepts probably for you, but know that it's because they could sound logical and feel challenging when you start to implement them just because it's the first time that you have done them. And as you begin to embody these concepts, they become easier and easier. It's like anything, if you had grown up with these beliefs, it would feel just as normal as going on another diet. So here's something that's helpful to remember and that I have found to be true is that in every moment and as you start to embody these new beliefs, your body gives you instant feedback. And because I could jam about this for hours and this is a really massive concept, what I wanna leave you with today is a simple mindset shift and a way to start this process. It's a simple way to really start developing this intuition and tapping your own level of awareness. So this mindset shift is something that I find to be super obvious, but yet so, so powerful when we actually start to integrate it. So as you get better and better at trusting, as you focus inwardly versus externally, you're going to know that like eating more greens over fried foods, eating grilled veggies over most pastas or lean meats over pizza will lead to more energy, better sleep, greater cognitive performance and so forth. Like you're going to know the things that really, really do light you up and make you feel better And most often the choices are very obvious and most likely you already know that 90% of what the foods that will make you feel good versus the foods that are going to make you feel bad. So my guess is that you know enough to really put together a healthy meal or navigate your way through menus at, at specific restaurants. But knowing is not usually the issue. Here is the mindset shift is that often the issue is simply accepting and integrating our unique nutritional needs. So why is it so hard to accept that there are certain ways that just don't make us feel good? And there are certain ways that we just shouldn't be eating. And there are certain things that we should be doing to make our body feel good. And there are certain things we shouldn't be doing to make our body feel good. And I think that that's really the inner work to dive into. If this is a roadblock for you, I recommend really taking the time to journal and meditate on this question, which is why do I have resistance to eating, moving, and having a certain lifestyle that feels good for my body. Because again, I know that you know what makes you feel good or at least a starting point or a reference point to making you feel good. But accepting that and actually moving into that is the hard part. So again, why do I have resistance to eating what feels good for my body? And then again, you can take this further. So Is it because my family member, my partner, my best friend eat a certain way and I don't want to be the odd person out? Is it because 
I think that there's a tastier alternative that would make me feel a certain way. Maybe that's comfort, love, connection, gratitude, but really it doesn't make me feel a certain way, but that's what I'm chasing are the feelings. Is it because you don't feel worthy or maybe because you're sabotaging your health for some reason? So our minds are always going to come up with just hundreds of different stories. And it's important to really start identifying what these are so that you can move through them. And again, create this life where you embody true health and well-being. And the key is just to dig into that why. Like, why are you resisting what your body really wants? And it's a story and it's a story that you're operating from. But the beautiful thing is that the moment that you shift that story, that's when you actually get to embody and get to move into a place where choosing good foods is easy. I also want you to know if you're not able to tap into this instant feedback right away, I wanna offer you two questions to help guide you and to help you make decisions around food. So originally we talked about the question about why is it so hard to accept or eat a certain way and to begin to free flow and journal about why you have resistance. And then once you work on that journal prompt, then there's two more questions that you can move through when you're going to eat to help you shift in awareness. These are two questions that I learned throughout my training as a holistic health coach, and they were vital in my own healing. And if this is the only tool you use for the next week or two, I trust that it's really going to help you start shifting into a new level of awareness. So the first question is, am I really hungry? And this seems so simple, right? But when you move into the direction of the kitchen, the cupboards, the break room, you can always ask yourself, am I really hungry? And another way to phrase it is, does eating right now serve my highest good? And when you ask yourself this question, give yourself some physical space from the kitchen or wherever you are to check in with yourself. Give yourself that space to connect and ask the question and then listen. You can drink a glass of water. You can sip it slowly. You can breathe several times. You can allow the answers to come to your mind. And this is really more about giving yourself the space to check in and be radically honest with yourself. And you're gonna notice that physical hunger sometimes seems to come on naturally or you're gonna realize that you want this instant satisfaction because of an emotional craving or you want to suppress your emotion and there's no right or wrong, but just becoming aware of, am I physically hungry? Or is this an emotional response? Do I want to suppress a certain emotion? Or is there something else I'm trying to get from moving into the space of eating? So again, super simple, stop and ask yourself, am I really hungry? Then proceed with the second question, which is, is this really what my body wants? Is this really what my body needs? Is this really what my body is asking for right now in this moment? So there's many ways you can ask that again. I just listed a few, but really proceeding with the second question of, is this what my body really wants? Again, identifying with, will this give my body the nourishment it needs in this moment? Does this serve my highest well-being? Pausing to tune into your body allows you to shift through the trigger can close your eyes and do some mindful breathing to center yourself because asking your body what it needs in the moment and waiting to hear the answer is so powerful at trusting that what you hear and what comes up for you is your highest truth. And so maybe you're going to hear that you need energy. Maybe you're going to hear that the food is there to actually ground you. It's there to draw comfort into your life, that you actually need a hug, that you need a smile, that you need connection, that you need warmth, that you need love. There's so many different things that our bodies need in every moment. And only by taking space, quieting your mind and listening, do you allow yourself to really tap into that space. And if your intuition tells you that it's a very, very clear yes, then say to yourself, I love myself and I will give my body what it desires. And then slowly and mindfully enjoy your food no matter what it is. 
more often than not, you're going to find that you're craving your desire to move towards the kitchen, the break room, the cupboard specifically, and especially late at night, isn't about the food. And again, as I mentioned, it could be that you actually need space, that you need support, that you need a loving hug, that you need some connection, that you need to be grounded, that you're missing out and feeling uninspired and uncreative. There's so many things that you could be needing, and it could be a simple, simple shift in your awareness that allows you to then go access that part of you that is seeking a certain emotion or wanting something like creativity or to open a book and read something inspiring for the night and so forth. And as you get better and better, you're going to be able to learn what your body is really telling you because your cravings are the things that you desire. It could be hormonal or it could be that you need certain nutrients. There are dozens of reasons why your body is craving food. And oftentimes when your body does need more nourishment, it is strongly signaling you to eat more or enjoy nourishing foods. And that's why often when we eat foods that aren't supportive of our nutritional needs, we actually are hungry after the meal because our bodies are telling us to eat more food that are actually more in alignment with what our bodies need and the nourishment that our bodies needs. And so I think it's really important too, as you go through this process and to hold space that your body is so powerful and it's going to signal and ping you when something is wrong or off and it's going to tell you what it needs and when. By making a habit of asking these two really powerful questions first, you can quickly identify when you're eating outside of the sole purpose of fueling your body or if you're eating for connection or what the truth is behind your experience with food in that moment. And so the more that you create space to pause and ask yourself these two questions, the more freedom you're going to experience in your relationship with food. And it's important, again, to just remember to have fun. And this is about experimenting and playing and really enjoying this process and learning about you. Healing your relationship with food and identifying how to tap this place of intuition can be a really graceful process if you allow yourself the space to be grateful when you learn these new things about your mind and your body. So if you happen to discover that a particular food doesn't make you feel your best, don't dwell on the fact that you can't eat it. I know this is really hard and something that comes up all the time with my clients. They're like, oh, I can't eat X anymore. It doesn't make me feel good. Especially when we're in the comparison of seeing other people eating that food and enjoying it. But I offer you this opportunity to shift to gratitude again and shift to the moment of realizing that your body's speaking to you. It's telling you something powerful and that you've discovered what doesn't work for you. And I often find it helps when Again, we're not married to this idea that we should eat or shouldn't eat in a certain way or that we can't make these decisions on our own. So after we really connect to the place of intuition within us and then we find gratitude for what our bodies tell us, the next step in really cutting through the food confusion is the idea that we have to trust and be open to change in the future. And, you know, I talked about this before a little bit, but as we step into these like all or nothing mindsets, it doesn't serve our highest well-being. Like being open and compassionate and flexible within our truth is also really powerful. So the challenge with having so many options is that when we're not connected to our body, we're gonna jump from one thing to the next. Again, when we think the grass is greener. And I've done this so many times. And I wanna address that like, yes, some nutritional protocols are very, very powerful and they help people reverse chronic illness They clear up medical issues such as adrenal fatigue and leaky gut. And sometimes it's really important to be super strict and have a strict approach to reverse certain health issues. And I've been there. I've been on certain protocols, detox plans to heal my body. But 
If your current goal is to design a life of health and well-being, you can go on these protocols, but it is also important to focus on the mindset piece that if you're on a healing protocol and you stick with it and you maintain it for your highest good, but if your body changes or things change and you have to change, that doesn't mean that you're a failure or the protocol was a failure. It just means that we have to embody self-love and self-compassion as our bodies change. So letting our choices change as we change allows ourselves to flow with our environment, flow with our circumstances, flow with our body. The natural ease of life is flow. And I think as we kind of break down these all or nothing protocols, we're going to see that life is more fluid and beautiful when we're listening to our intuition, when we're having gratitude, and then we're flowing with ease as our life changes. So I know how hard it can be to step away from dieting. I know it can feel like dropping a part of your identity. I know we take so much pride as a culture in the way we eat. We connect with others through dieting. We connect with our friendships through dieting. We bond with our colleagues through dieting. But as I close out this podcast, it is time for all of us to start having the conversation that we're bonding over something new. And we're bonding over the idea of health, wellness, well-being, and everyone's own unique choices and empowering others to really choose what's best for them. Because when there's no flexibility to flow with how your body is changing, it really, really creates unnecessary stress. And I always ask people to think about how long our lifespan is. And as we go through so many phases of our bodies, especially as women, just think about the different needs that your body has and how many times throughout the day you have different needs. And from infancy to adolescence to young adulthood to midlife, our hormones are always in flux depending on our environment, our age, our lifestyle. And over our life, we're gonna go through major health stages and all proven to require a different set of physical and emotional needs. And the beautiful thing is that the body knows what to do if we offer it the right mindset, if we offer it the love and compassion, if we offer it the flexibility, if we offer it the ability to listen to our intuition and be able to, again, give it what it needs. So think about changes in living circumstances, the environment, your occupation, and all of these things as just beautiful opportunities, again, to tap in with your own intuition. Okay, so where does that leave us at the very end? What is the optimal diet? Is there an optimal diet? The answer is yes, and it's a mix. I believe that our optimal diet is actually about so much more than food, and it's our own personal nutritional needs, it's our habits, it's our personal relationships, it's our career, it's our finances, it's our goals, which makes us wake up every day. It's the way we manage our stress and our spirituality. It's all the things that will really like determine how we're gonna show up in the world in terms of how we feel and how we're gonna feel in the future. And this is something we're gonna dive into in future episodes. So yes, I'm not going to give you a specific set of nutrition plans and (laughs) diets and recipes and so forth, but I'm going to encourage you again to use those questions, tap your own intuition and continue to embody your truth. And as you listen to your truth, you're going to be able to hear more and more about what serves you. And then you're going to be able to work with the best integrative doctors and functional medicine doctors and your doctor and and health coaches. And you're going to be able to discern through looking at lots of research and different ideas around what's best to eat and drink and how to move and how to live. You're going to be able to discern what's best for you just by asking these really simple questions. So as I shared before, heading to Australia, And then arriving home from backpacking, as I mentioned before, I began 
to do the inner work. And I realized that at the foundation for my lifestyle choices, at the foundation of my food choices, the foundation of my movement choices, they all had to be rooted in self-love. Otherwise, I would never, ever trust myself or listen to my body cues. And this is what is so profound about this work is that we can actually reverse engineer the approach so that by loving ourselves first, connecting with our body, the food and movement part becomes easy. Because when we love our body for what it provides us, the ability to live and enjoy this life, when we find that gratitude for our body, plus come to understand that our body is here for a unique purpose, will naturally we will gravitate towards what fuels it and what nourishes it and what makes it feel alive. And as most of you know from listening and something I can talk about all day, which is the things that come from the earth, clean food, organic food, food that is not in packages, food that again is from the source of the earth. And it's just really, really important that we keep recognizing that we already know what's good for us. And after that, it's just refining and retuning what's best for our bodies. So again, when we operate from a place of self-love, we have the desire to feel alive. So we're naturally going to want to do the things that are not just going to keep the body alive, but they're going to keep us feeling radiant and energized. So trust in this process of listening to your body and knowing that you deeply have a purpose for keeping your body healthy. I learned something really valuable from years of mentoring with my coach, Shandrash, and When I had come back from Australia, I had met him and I started working with him right away. And he was the person who really instilled this idea of self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence, unlearning this programming. And and that's what really fueled this process for me of healing my relationship with food. And something he always likes to say during our coaching sessions, which I'm going to leave you with today is look down at all the notes that you took from our session today. And so I ask you guys to look down at or to think about all of the things that you learned from today. And with all this knowledge that you've received, there are infinite possibilities, as my coach says, and directions that you can take from the wisdom in this podcast, or as he would say, on the pages of our session. And it's your decision, as he also would say, on how you move forward after you leave here. It's always up to you. I will never take that away from you. He never took it away from me. And throughout our time together, he always reminded me of this simple one truth that it was always up to me and that he was never, ever going to take that away from me. So no matter what advice you've been given or told or what you embody as truth for yourself or your body, it is still your responsibility to choose for yourself how you're going to take action moving forward. And this is so hard. I know it's so hard. It was one of those things that for me, I I always wanted to look externally and think outside of myself. And it took me a long time to start to embody self-responsibility and radical responsibility. But you know, as I did, I realized that it's the only way. And so I leave you with the same thought. At your fingertips right now, you have access to millions of sources of knowledge about health and food and what to eat. And there are infinite ways that you can apply this information to your life. But again, the magic ingredient is still you. You get to decide what to eat. You get to stand in your courage. You get to let things go. And you get to realize and recognize what serves and what doesn't serve you. And so again, the magic ingredient is you. So I thank you for listening here. I'm so grateful and honored to share this space with you. And I would love for you to stop by, say hi inside the Awesome Inside Out Facebook community group. 
And there's so many amazing individuals inside that group and we're all there to rally each other and to support one another and to really find our own truth while supporting and uplifting others. So if you are called to share this podcast, to share this episode, if you got something and you got value from it, I would be so deeply honored and grateful. You can tag me at Sarah Ann Stewart. And thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up today. Again, I'm so grateful to have shared this time with you. I'm honored to have this space and this opportunity to share. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.